0: Hi guys, my name is Francesca and I'm the founder of Inspiring My Generation, we're a nonprofit for mental health awareness and today I'm here with Dana, founder of Bullies Keep Out, and we're going to talk to you about bullying and mental health. Dana, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me and I am happy to
0: be here. Tell me a little bit about Bullies Keep Out and why you started the organization.
1: You know, it's not like one of your typical stories. Um, People ask me this a lot, and I always laugh before I tell it. But um, I've always – it's been innate in me to give back and help since I was a kid. I've always been like that. And I I just love giving And people I know, strangers, I do random acts of kindness. I I think the best things that we can do um, are altruistic. If Some people believe in altruistic and – you know, some people don't, I don't know where you stand on it, where they, you know, people believe that, like, you know, you always get something out of doing it, and we don't know if altruistic deeds actually exist. It's always been, like, a, am I using the right word? I think I'm using the right word. I'm using the right word, right? I think so. <laughs> um. Anyway, you know, so I'm, like, in law land today. But, um, so, you know, a lot of people have contemplated whether, point blank, whether it exists or not. I do believe it does. Um, not in abundance, but I do believe it does. I've just always been like that. And I've always wanted to go bigger and better. with like, the things I was doing, I just felt that I was meant for more when it came to that. Like, you know, being a humanitarian, philanthropic, and, and you know, all those things that are related to, you know, helping and giving back and causes and charity and I just really never, like, you know, I had ideas and dreams and goals, but I also had a lot of other ones. And I just really wasn't sure in social media. I come from a generation where social media wasn't around. Things weren't as easy to do. It was a little bit more difficult. So I didn't really know, you know, where to start. And then, you know, um, when my grandmother died uh, years back, um, I was very, very lost, and I was, you know, she was a big part of my art, my world, and I was just very, you know, in and out of being depressed and just very upset and just, I don't know, just kind of just lost, basically, like, you know, a little in the dark space, and I was just laying in bed one night, like, in the dark and just, like, staring into the abyss, like so I couldn't, I wasn't able to sleep, and... All of a sudden, everything came, came rushing, almost like the law of attraction and manifesting. I don't know who, you know, believes in that and doesn't. I'm a big believer in both of those things. Um, I just finished the book, *The Secret, actually. Um, and came flooding to me, this idea to name everything. And I was like, there's got to be a reason for that. And you know when they say like when something bad happens or sad or tragic, there's always something good that you can be grateful for or there's something that's given to you that comes out of it if our eyes are open and we look for it. And I felt that that kind of was like a gift from her. She was just an amazing person with a big heart. I loved being around her. She just always made me feel at ease, took away all my stress, anger, anything that was going on. So when that came to me, I kind of said, like, when I get up in the morning, I'm just going to go head on with this. I'm not going to be like, you know, we say we're going to do this and that, and we never do any of those things. But I really kind of took it very seriously in my heart and in my mind, and I just went full blast with it. Like, the next day, I just started planning, and I just went forward with it, and here we are.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love when something tragic and painful happens, and someone takes that and makes something amazing out of it and what you're doing is absolutely amazing especially in today's world where bullying is such a major issue on levels that we've never seen before especially with social media and with the pandemic and with the recent presidency and political climate we've seen bullying on a whole new level and there's a lot of misinformation on bullying and a lot of people don't understand the definition of bullying is not just teasing kids on a playground it's far worse than that it's far more comprehensive than that bullying is about intentionally hurting somebody or making them feel less than inferior and that can be done verbally socially physically it's not just one way or the other so how do you kind of help combat that and educate people people on what bullying really is
1: uh well to touch real quick on what you were saying as far as you know i always believe in taking our pain and turning it into art in some form. And, you know, there's different forms of art. And even though obviously, you know, an organization isn't necessarily art, art. you know what I'm saying, where we have to take our pain and do something good with it rather than, you know, being a victim for the rest of our lives because that's not going to get us anywhere. We have to become survivors um, in anything that we go, we go through. As far as you know, educating, combating bullying, we do that in several different ways because there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to bullying. A lot of people don't know what it is. It's getting thrown around irresponsibly and appropriately. And it's it's undermining the people who are really doing it, and they're getting away with it because our focus is on, well, I don't like this person, so I'm going to call them a bully, or I can't stand this person, so I'm going to call them a bully, or they said one little thing to me that I didn't like, so I'm going to call them a bully. That's not the way it works. I mean, people are gonna, I mean, curse you out at times. It doesn't make them a bully. It's a fight. This is this is some of the misconceptions. Fight with friends. Fight with families. Fight with strangers. You know cursing at someone, getting upset, getting angry, having a one-time event, you know, um, these things, You know, having a disagreement, a business disagreement, you know, having a debate over politics, you know, these things are not bullying. And sometimes people get intense, sometimes people get angry and say things that they don't mean or they don't want. It does not make somebody a bully. You know we're human beings, and people need to give room for us to mess up, to make mistakes, to educate and learn. Even teachers are always students, and people don't realize that. You know we're always learning. It's life is an ongoing educational experience, in my opinion. I believe in continuing education. You know whether it's school or something free on the internet or something you pay for, certification, whatever it is, you know, I mean, it's just, it's always good to do research and keep learning. And, you know, it, it upsets me because bullying is a very serious epidemic and we're not taking it seriously because we're too busy just throwing around labels. That's, that really bothers me because that's happened a lot, especially in 2020. And You know, with our society and the way things have gotten, there's a lot of hate and anger. So, basically, I I like to spread a lot of love and kindness. We're built on a foundation of love and kindness. We do it in many different ways. We do lives. We do motivational speaking. We've spoken at schools. We we have PSAs, uh, shorts we've created. We raise awareness in a variety of different ways. Having conversations like this, interviews and lives and... um, you know, we do fundraising. We, raise, we have raised thousands of dollars for charity, thousands of dollars for charity over the years, uh, a variety of different ones that all encompass what we do at Boys Keep Out. Um, we just always keep trying to expand how we raise awareness because even though raising money for charities and causes and for people is great, uh, it's also very important. And the most important thing I think is to keep the conversation going and raising awareness. And it's you know, it's, it's more than just one thing it's a it's a balance of everything and raising awareness and really doing it in creative and different ways is what we try to do we're very unique and out of the box that boys keep out you know we work with all ages there's no age limits we work with bullies if they want help and rehabilitation. We mediate situations. We're not people that like jump on the sides. I've had many situations where people come to me and say they're getting bullied, and then I find out they're the actual bully when we actually do research. We don't just jump on the sides. That's not the way things should ever work. People always say there's one person's side, the other person's side, and then in the middle there's the truth. And it's very true because, you know, mediating and having conversations and trying to get people to just, you know, um, be respectful is like the main thing. There's a lot of disrespect. There's a lot of, like I said, anger and hate. And we just try to combat in every single way that I If I can think of a new way to do it, I do it. Um, you know, we're always coming up with innovative ways to do things. And right now we have a plethora of different ways um, We do cyberbullying investigations if someone comes to us, we'll look at timelines, we'll look into things, we'll help report things, we'll help, you know, on any part of social media. uh, I would like to start working on, you know, maybe a petition and getting social media to actually take bullying more serious. But it seems to me they're more worried about their bottom line and how many users they have, and that's what they're worried about, not about the actual bullying, but meantime, they're losing all the good users because of this stuff that's going on. I have actually gone deactivated my personal Twitter because of just it, mental, mental health-wise, it just was doing me in. And it was, you know, you're angry, you're fighting with people. It just it made me feel so much better as one of the best decisions I made in 2020. And I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it. The Bullies Keep Out is on there, but my personal is not. Um, it's become a dumpster fire. It's become so angry and hate and mob culture and cancel culture And nobody's actually educating and teaching and listening. It's just talking. And that's not going to really get us anywhere. And I believe in, like I said, manifesting peace and love. And I think we're kind of doing the opposite. And that's why we're getting more of the hate and the anger because our minds are going to the negative and not the positive. And so I'm trying to... I'm trying to fight against that and, and do whatever I can, whether even if it's just simply starting a challenge, sharing humanity videos that are just beautiful videos. You know, we're always doing every single thing we can, um, posting quotes, inspirational videos. And um, sometimes I do my my own videos and I'll just talk in a topical situation. We have a podcast that we do with co host We have guests sometimes, and then sometimes we just talk about topical, um, important conversations. We just recently did one on coming out. We both shared our stories. Um, Me and Kat, one of my team members, but also a very uh, dear friend of mine as well. So... You know, that's some of what we do to combat and educate because it needs and a lot of education, really needs to be had. And they need to do it everywhere in schools, you know, offline, virtually, online, because there's just so much of people, I think, very confused on what it actually is. And then there's a difference between harassment and stalking and bullying. There's different levels of things and different experiences people have. Everybody's experiences aren't the same. Some people can get out of it real quick. Or it's like, water off a turtle's and they're fine. And other people, I just went through a cyberbullying thing. A lot of people have. I went through, my organization went through it. And it, it kind of, you know, it hit me a little bit. We're all human beings. We have a pressure point. And it's one of another reasons why I went off Twitter. Um, and because it's just, nobody wants to live in that energy, and we have to protect our space. It's very important. So um, that's another thing that people get confused about, deleting comments and blocking. It's like you have a right to protect your space and your energy. So if there's negative comments or you want to restrict your account because you don't want that, you have every right to do that and you don't owe anybody an explanation. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm right, and that's why you're deleting comments, or you're restricting, or you're not answering the messages, or you're blocking. And it's like, no, it's because this is, just, you know, you want a safe space for all. I mean, personally, I am like that. So, like, if we do that, we have every right to, like, make sure people are not getting triggered or getting anxiety or getting upset because they're seeing all these negative comments. Nobody wants that. Who wants to look at that on, on, their, on their pages or their timelines? So, um, you know, that's a that's a misconception that people have too. That they they get very, they feel like you're owed an explanation, or they get angry, or they start saying it's bullying or it's mean, and it's not. It's people it's people protecting themselves, and we have every right to defend ourselves when it comes to cyberbullying and offline bullying as well. I mean, unfortunately, you can't block people in real life, but you could. I mean, in a way, you could stop talking to them. But it's it's online and offline is is different situations.
0: I love that you brought that up with um, bullying and mental health and the way infection, you. you do have a right to protect your energy and protect your space because a lot of people think that I can go on and say whatever I want to whoever I want, whether I know them or not. A lot of people like to take anger that they have from the day and go on and start commenting these nasty things on public figures posts. And it doesn't matter who you are, seeing all this negativity, all this hate, people telling you why you're not good enough, why you're not pretty enough, why you're not skinny enough, why you're not, smart enough Why you're just not good enough all the time it's going to affect your mental health and you have every right to block somebody delete those comments and remove that person from following you it's not about owning anyone explanation it's not about being mean back it's about protecting your own space and a lot of people are afraid to do that and a lot of people feel like they can go online and they're in charge they are it's their world and they can do whatever they want and nobody's gonna stop them there's gonna be no consequences So when we talk about like bullying and Twitter, we've seen Twitter and Instagram comments a lot, people go on and there are these nasty comments specifically to public figures. So what are some things that we can do to help educate people on why that is still considered bullying and alternatives of things you can do.
1: Well, oh, see, if we're talking about public figures, this is where it comes into, is nobody is immune to bullying. And people think if you have money, if you're gorgeous, if you're handsome, if you're this, if you're popular, you can't get bullied. That's actually the furthest thing from the truth. Sometimes the kindest people get bullied the most. Um and there's this thing of you know hiding behind on icons, being anonymous. It's very easy to be a keyboard warrior and not have any consequences or have to answer for it. Little do you know, I you know it's very easy to find out who people are. It's just people don't you know don't bother. They don't take the time to do it. But people aren't as anonymous as they think. If people really want to find out who someone is, um, there's lots of things that are public, you know. And if people are tech people, they can easily find out who you are. Um, But the, the thing is, is that, you know, being a public figure doesn't make you immune to it. And that's the problem. I've seen lots of people talk, about, speak out about, you know, um, the way they're spoken to, the comments. Sean T recently did a live on bullying, and I actually shared it on my Instagram page for bullying. Sophia Bush has spoken out about it. I've seen Katy Perry speak out about it. I've seen tons and tons of different public figures from different arenas of, of, you know, the world and life and entertainment area speak out about how they're treated and like the, the fan, you know, fan culture and like what happened to being a regular fan and the lengths people go like i read an article recently where somebody was telling somebody's fans to go and bully somebody and this is what i'm talking about this is this is you know and a lot of people want to say it's generational because they see a pattern of certain ages of people that are doing and it's true i've seen it but you can't lump people together because it's not everybody OK, so I don't want to say overall it's generational because, like I said, I don't like to lump people. And that's like saying, oh, everybody, everybody who wears a bandana is this or everybody, you know, what I mean, so you can never lump everybody together because it just doesn't work that way. It's not fair to people. So the thing, you know public figures are human beings. They're no different than you or me. They they have the same emotions. They bleed the same. They have problems like you and me. They have problems like anybody else. They're not immune to those things and money doesn't change that being on television or in movies. Doesn't change that. You know, I work with many public figures and I have great relationships with them. And, you know, they're amazing and beautiful human beings and people, and I've seen the way some of them have gotten treated, and I've seen the way some of them have gotten bullied, and it's cyberbullied and the hate and the anger, and there's this sense of entitlement. People feel that they make people famous. It's like, oh, well, I made you famous. I, I, You you have this Gucci bag because I spend lots of money on you. That's not the way it works. There's tons of people all over the world that are fans of people. It's not like a certain group or a certain area that makes someone famous. Um, fans, yeah, obviously people become who they are because people are watching things and looking at things and fans. But make no mistake, you're not paying anybody's bills. You know, they have jobs like everybody else. It's a job. They play They play roles. And, you know, television and movies can be powerful, but I think that when you can't separate the character from the person and the human being, that's where it becomes uh, crossing over boundaries. They're invading privacy. They're disrespectful. They're crossing lines big time. They're, it's very unhealthy mentality, some of the things that I see, like they making, like, Likes and comments and the entire existence about these people that they don't really know with the exception of what they see on social media. And that creates a very false picture in our minds Of because we, now we have more access to celebrities and public figures of all different kinds. And these days, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, it could be a beautiful thing, but it could also be chaotic. And I've seen horrific bullying over the years when it, and like, you know, and then if they, they bounce back or they clap back or they defend themselves and then they start getting labeled and it turns into this whole thing. And, you know, again, they're human. Everyone's going to snap when they get to a boiling point, especially when they've been getting cyber bullied or bullied for a very, very long time. And I, you know, I know some people that have participated and support, bullies keep out in our fundraisers and this and that they've had cyber stalkers, they've had cyber bullies. And, you know, it's, Everybody feels like they're owed something from public figures and they're entitled to their time and they're entitled to, you know, they have to take their disrespect and they have to take bullying. And again, you don't own anybody. You don't own anybody. They don't owe you anything. They don't have to take, you know, the nonsense. They don't have to take the bullying. They they, they can protect their space and energy. They have every right to do it. And, you know, whatever makes somebody like, if you don't like somebody, ignore them, don't follow them, don't pay attention to them. It's real simple. I mean, you have control over, you know, but like people, even when they don't follow people, they still feel the need to jump into conversations and start stuff. And it's like, and then you bait people and then everybody wants to play a victim. And that's just not the way that it works. It's, it's a much more complex than that. And when nobody does research anymore about the whole entire story of something, they just look at something that they see right there in that moment, and they, they judge the entire situation. And there's always a backstory. There's always more to know and learn about a situation, which is exactly what we do at Boys Keep Out. I I never jump on the sides. I always research, I mediate, I look into things. I've gotten lashed out on in the hate because they just expect me to take their side. And I said, I'm not saying I'm not. I hear you and I'm listening to you. But the point is is that I have to look into things because I've been duped or will try to have been duped many times of where people said they were getting bullied or they were going to do this or claim this and that. And it was a lie. Or it was in a simple personal argument, which is not bullying, and it's not something I can really uh, do anything about. If you're having a personal fight, um, I can only try to help you mediate between that friend or that business thing. But, like, those things are not bullying. You know, everybody fights. Everybody has arguments with partners and friends and in business. It's like it's not bullying unless it gets to extremes or it's consistent behavior and it's verbal attacks and it's abuse. And, it's, you know, fans get to this low line that they don't realize of harassment, systemic abuse. There's classism, there's ageism, there's, you know, dehumanizing these public celebrities, uh, public figures. There's um, over, you know, sexualizing them, but yet they say they fight for all these causes, but they're doing all the behavior that they're basically condemning someone else for that they're stating their are against. So there's a lot of hypocrisy online and in social media, and that's a major problem, and, it, you know, it bothers me when I see it, but they just feel like if it's either my way or the highway, if I, if I'm telling you what I want from you and what I need from you. And if you don't do it this way, I'm going to cyberbully and hate on you and talk horrible things and say horrible things. And that's just going to be, you know, it because I'm right and you're wrong. And that's just not the way it works. That's not, and, and nobody has, nobody kindness is is really simple to do. And I don't, you know, being respectful is really simple as well, but there's just such a lack of that. And there's such a, there's, there's a lot of narcissism, there's a lot of entitlement, and there's a lot of immature behavior, and that's what is creating the, the chaos. And I mean, unfortunately, public figures are a massive target, because there's a lot of judgment there, there's a lot of, you know, confusion, there's a lot of people, you know, again, you don't know these people, and there's just, there's too much of everybody thinks that they know this and that, and it's basically a lot of rumors and hearsay, and, it could just be chaotic, but it could be that way for anybody, regardless of being a public figure. But since you specifically brought up them, you know, it's 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 sad because, you know, they don't deserve to be treated differently. They're not bionic human beings. <laughs> you know, they're not different human beings than we are. And I think that people just whether you if you don't like somebody, you don't have to agree with everything somebody you like does or says. And there's nothing wrong with it saying, admitting somebody might have done something wrong or calling someone out, but there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. You know, holding people accountable is not doing it in a very nasty and hateful and bullying way. That's not holding people accountable. That's 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 the complete opposite <laughs> because you're also doing what you're basically condemning and saying that you're against. So... It's a very complex conversation that can just, you know, go on for a long time. But that's just basically some of the things that I have to say about it. You know, I'm not saying everybody's perfect. We all make mistakes. But again, we're human. And you really have to look at a situation before you judge it.
0: Exactly. And that's so huge that we're not all, none of us are perfect. No one's perfect, whether it's a regular person or a public figure. None of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. And we have created this cancel culture. And happens where somebody has tweet something and it can be a regular person whose tweet blows up and then you'll see 10,000 death threats. The amount of times you see on Twitter or Instagram where people are saying go kill yourself. Um, I hope you die. Hope your family dies. That is taking things way too far and right now we're living in a world where everyone is so angry. They can't see their friends. They can't see their family. So it's all happening online and we're seeing it nonstop every single day. And then you have people who do clap back, like Chrissy Teigen and Kate Beckinsale, have been known for that lately. And a lot of people are on the I've back actually seen
1: the Kate Beckinsale stuff. I've actually commented myself on, on Kate Beckinsale's Instagram because, you know, when people don't do anything and somebody says, but I do it in a very grateful, respectful way because obviously I'm all about standing up and not being a bystander. But yeah, I mean, some of the people that you've mentioned, I've seen what they've gone through recently.
0: Yeah. and Especially Kate Beckinsale, I saw in one of her recent ones, someone was telling her how, as a public figure, she should be used to criticism. So they're allowed to go in her comments and criticize her, and she can't respond. So a lot of people have this like, misinformation or understanding that you can just say whatever you want to somebody, and whether it's a public figure, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, and there's no consequences. And then when they clap back, they're the ones in the wrong so, what when it is that line between right and wrong in a response to a bully? Because I think a lot of people don't know what is appropriate and what is too far.
1: That is a complex question. I'll try to explain it as best as I can. But first of all, I want to just touch base on every what they do is not constructive criticism. What they do is hateful and nasty. It's mean. It's It's right on me. If somebody says something respectful, I have seen public figures respond respectfully. I just saw somebody that verified, um, uh, and she works um, – I can't remember what field she works in. She's kind of like a a coach in the area, I believe. But she came out and said, you know, because some people called her out and they did it in a respectful way – She said, you know, you're right, and she made a whole video on it saying, you know, I'm not standing by what I'm teaching, and I understand how what I did maybe came across as the opposite of what I do and what I teach and preach. And, like, you know, that's basically kind of like what she did, and she held herself accountable for people holding her accountable and and calling her out, but, you know, calling out sometimes sounds like me the way it says I'm calling you out, but I think its you know holding people accountable is a better statement. but like you said, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, and there's a there's a line that's always goes that goes too far. You know when you comment when you go at somebody in a respectful way or just make like a very graceful comment, they're either going to ignore it or they'll respond to it or they'll say, okay, like, you know, if they're nasty and you just were trying to say this is my feelings on something, then, then they're nasty. And, and then that person can just, like, ignore it. And, it, and that does happen because it goes both ways. They are public figures that sometimes will respond to people just horrendously nasty for no reason. Like they didn't get bullied, and there was nothing really bad said, but they just happened to not like it, so they just went off. And that's so it goes. it can go both ways. But here's the thing: clapping back. And not, we always say, "Speak up, defend yourself. Don't be a bystander." We all have a right to defend ourselves, and that includes any public figure. Now, when we say right way and wrong way, there's a very fine lines in there. You know, um, you know, people, like I said, people have a pressure point. And one of my nieces actually explained this when I did a live recently on Blue Sea Box, the little mini-activists. And, um, so you cute. know, we put them on, and then I, we, I speak to their parents. And we talk about different things. And even they know, you know, the difference is that, you know, she explained it as, like, as a, as a pressure pot where, like, eventually stuff has no place to go. And when it keeps continuing to happen, when you keep getting bullied and you keep getting hate and you keep – and it comes in your friends and your family and they're talking and they're saying horrendous things, we all have a point where we snap. We explode. And that's going to happen. And you don't get to play victim because you're you're just brutally going after somebody and they snap. It's, it's – We have to try to control ourselves as adults. Yes, there's, you know, I make a choice to not curse people out. They come at me. I've gotten death threats. I mean, I don't curse them out. I block and ignore and I report or I do what I got to do. If you have to take legal measures, you do that. But, you know, because I just don't feel like it's worth my energy to get, and I've gotten angry before in my temper. You know, I have a temper. We all, you know, we're all, again, we're human, but I mean, it's not abnormal to snap when it's been going on for a very long time and you just get to worry, even if it's different people and it's just it's just constant. Um, we all have that that breaking point, and that's just being human. And so that doesn't make them a bad person, and it doesn't make them a bully. Um, sometimes we end up saying insensitive things. Sometimes we say too much. Sometimes we get audited. Sometimes we, you know... We say things we're not realizing because we're doing it out of anger. We're not. We don't know who we're talking to. We don't know their background. We don't know who they are. We don't know their sexuality. We don't know their race or religion. Nobody's paying attention to that when they're upset and angry and getting bullied. They're just responding. So that's another thing we have to remember because then the, sometimes you have where people start getting labeled as all these things because they responded back. And things you know the words are very deceiving, and they be they're taken out of context they're misconstrued. Um, you can't explain anything in one hundred and forty two characters, and you can't judge people on who they are in one hundred and forty two characters I'm sorry. I don't care if it's a more than 142 characters on Instagram either because you can write longer comments on Instagram, but I'm just saying, like, people have a right to protect their energy and their space, and they have a right to respond back to a fan. They don't have to sit there and be quiet, and this is where I talk about entitlement and control. Well, you're a public figure. This comes with your job. No, that's like saying the paparazzi have a right to come and like harass your children at school to take pictures because you're a child that belongs to a public figure. No, they don't have a right to do that. That's kids. There's a line. There's always a line that, that shouldn't be crossed. And so I would say that if a celebrity is going, like, down to – we always say that if you go down to the level of a bully, there's, you should never bully – and become a bully to defend yourself. And I stand by that, I do. Um, And I stand by not going down to their level. But as, and when I'm saying that, we also have to understand and realize that when, if if it's a one or two time occurrence because the bullying was out of control and bad and people just snapped, we have to understand that aspect as well and especially when we know this person doesn't have a history of that behavior, they're not a known bully, they're not a known uh, this or that or whatever somebody wants to label them. And you got to, like, this is what I'm saying, you got to look at the whole story. You can't just call somebody something, and that's where mob culture comes in. You can't just call somebody something. Now... It's like when you know they're trying to cancel people, like this thing that's happened with celebrities a lot. It's like, oh well, you said this ten years ago, so you're a racist, or you know, you're you're homophobic, and you're this and you're that, and like you know, look, racism is a completely different issue. Um, and you know, I totally believe in being anti-racist, and but I've seen some things. Where people have different, like, okay, somebody said something 15 years ago, and people have said, but maybe they've changed and that's not who they are today. So should that person be forgiven and not be cyberbullied And this and that, especially if they came out and apologized and said that it was um, not, you know, they don't think like that anymore. You know, it's, 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 everybody has their different perceptions and point of views, but they're not facts. So, like, when somebody says something, brings up something from 10 years ago, if we don't allow people to grow and change, then we're just doomed. I've seen people rehabilitate I've seen people change. That's the whole point of what we're trying to do. We're trying to unlearn hateful behavior. So, it's learned behavior. We're trying to make people unlearn it. So, you don't get – you don't – if we keep condemning everybody and not giving them the chance to change or grow or make mistakes, then we're not, we're being hypocrites in everything that we're saying we're trying to do. So, you know, when I say that I come from a place of peace and love and that's how I, you know, I try to approach things because I believe that when we're manifesting and we're, we're, we're putting out to the universe, uh, anti-this and anti-that, and we're putting out negative messages and negative thoughts, that we're just going to get that back and make situations worse. And if we think the opposite, maybe things will get better collectively if everybody did that. Like, if it was one giant love ball of meditation, you know, like, you know, I, I'm just using that as a silly example, but you get what I'm saying, where it's like collectively when there's more negative minds to positive minds, the world and the universe is going to bring in more of the negative than the positive. So, you know, and I I just think that people are not thinking, they're not breathing, they're not taking a step back, they're just canceling and they're cutting cords and they're not really looking at situations, they're just angry. But, you know, as adults, we have choices, you know, like control. If you can't control yourself and, and choose right from wrong or better than this, then that's an issue. You know, and it's a lot of adult behavior, I don't care if you're 20, you're still technically an adult when you're 18, you can enlist in in, in the army, you can, you know, you can vote, you're technically an adult at 18, you don't get to play the kid card. Um, You don't get to play the kid card when you're online and nobody knows if you're 17 or 16 and you're bullying somebody and disrespecting somebody and they respond and then you pull the kid card. If you're online, respect, don't argue, and don't bully with adults, learn how to act. Otherwise, you don't get to play the kid card. Simple as that. We don't know how old anybody is. I don't know how old someone is I'm talking to, and I've seen that happen with a lot of public figures. Um... You know, I'm not going to say names, but I'm just saying I, I remember being involved in a conversation with one. He's a, he's a supporter. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember the kid ended up saying that he was like 15 or 16. And then the actor turned around and apologized and said, you know, I'm sorry, I have a son that age. I didn't realize that's how old you were. Let's maybe try to talk it out. And then the kid kind of calmed down and got a little bit nicer. And they had a little bit of a different conversation. So it's like you got to, you know, but then you have just, like, fierce, fierce cyberbullying, and it's brutal, and they're attacking people and just going after people, and I'm sorry, but, you know, if somebody snaps, and it's like something that just happens once, you, you, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't try to cancel them and condemn them because they had a moment, or they had an angry moment, or things came out wrong, or things came out out of anger or just not paying attention or, you know, we're not saying it's defending him and saying, okay, it's all okay. You know, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people have to take a step back and look at the situation and think more clearly and not jump to a hundred different assumptions and conclusions and start labeling people because that's just not right. Especially when you don't know someone and it's something outright obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of clear racism and is online. I've seen them. I've argued with them. You know, I've, I've called them out. There's lots of, you know, transphobia and homophobia and, you know, sexist behavior. And there's all different types of things going on online. And I call a lot of it out, but it's very obvious and it's a pattern, it's a consistent behavior from these accounts or these people. It's not something that just happened, you know, it's not a complex situation. It's very obvious that those types of people, they're announcing it, they're admitting it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some public figures who have been called out for those things. And it's very obvious they didn't care how they looked and they were admitting to things. So, you know, where they have actually so-called, if you want to say gotten canceled, lost jobs, lost shows, but they were very outright in their behavior and it was consistent and they have been doing it for years. It wasn't like a one or twice occurrence or they weren't getting cyber bullied to the point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's so many different situations because I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay to snap and be insensitive. I'm not saying any of that, but we have to realize people are human. And I've snapped in my life. I've said things I want to take back. We all do. We're human. It does not make that person a bully. It, it just makes them human. And we just every situation has to be looked at not through like you know one lens it's got to be looked at through several different lens realize that opinions and, and perceptions and point of views are not facts we all see things in a very unique diverse and different way
0: exactly and we're seeing with behind computer screens it's hard to see tone it's hard to remember that there's a face behind the screen and people are being very mean and we're seeing the suicide rates increasing now People don't realize how much their words can hurt. You know, growing up, we tell kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But words really hurt. And by telling people why they're not good enough, why you hate them, constantly criticizing them, telling them how horrible they are, verbal abuse, it's going to affect their mental health no matter who they are. This is something that's so, so serious, and we're not talking about it enough. I mean, in the public figures right now, everything that's their concern is been the election, and it's past the election, and we're still focused on the election. You know, COVID, we're focused on COVID, which is something that's so important, but there's more to be focused on. The suicide rate's increasing. We're seeing cyberbullying at a rate we've never seen it before, at a length we've never seen it before, with the words that are being thrown out, the cancel culture and the way it's happening, and not enough is being done. So what more do you think could be done to help kind of lower that suicide rate because we're seeing that these effects are it's a causal relationship right people are being bullied to the point where people are giving them death threats telling them to kill themselves and then people are killing themselves it's no longer what if situation this is happening and a lot of people aren't doing anything about it so what are things that need to change what do you
1: well, there's a lot that needs to change. And also in, within our government, I mean, that's a big part of it. Mental health has never been at the forefront and or that important. It's been a mess for a long time, and not just 2020, not just with the pandemic. The thing is, there's pandemics within this pandemic. You know, and people aren't like, you know, there's addiction, there's overdosing, there's suicide rates, there's so many things that are going on and people are not talking about it enough. They're not even noticing it. I mean, Bullying Prevention Month, I did a bunch of stuff. Suicide Prevention Month, I did a bunch of stuff. I saw a lot less activity. And those conversations aren't just done on special days and special months. They need to be done all year you know, 365 days. I mean, it's not something that is just on special days where everybody posts a graphic and decides to be part of a movement and campaign and all of a sudden, and then it just goes right under the rug and we forget about it. I mean, suicide has always been one of the top leading cause of death regardless. Now it's just, I think I, I read somewhere that it's the second at this point. Um, you know, and the rates are worldwide going through the roof because of lockdowns and the government is not handling a lot of things right and that's causing a lot of problems as well through mental health. They're not, they're not making sure everybody has access to it. Some people can't afford it. Some people don't have insurance. They need to make sure everybody has access to, to mental health 24 hours a day in some form with everything that's going on. And I think people should have access to mental health anyway. You know, mental health is expensive when you don't have insurance. And then when you try to get an appointment, it takes two months because so many people are going to therapy and need it. And it's important. I go to therapy. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's important to go to therapy, especially during struggling times. And there's no shame in that. I mean, everybody should have a therapist in my opinion. (laughs) Or some type of coach, counselor, or someone that you talk to professionally, not just friends and family, because we always need that professional, we don't know that person that well, or a professional um, response and, you know,
0: you know, going back
1: and forth, right, you know, they see things differently. So, you know, I think social media is also to blame. They don't do enough because, like I said, they're worried about their bottom line. They need to be more strict. Start banning IPs. Once they start getting suspended or reported too much, start banning those IPs. They're not going to go out and buy another computer to make a fake account to change their IP. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, get more strict. Start doing more things. Like, you know, I feel Instagram has a little bit more – strict rules and you could do more to restrict and make you to know, make yourself private. There's, a, there's a lot more you can do in my opinion on Instagram they take it a little bit more seriously even though they could do better and even though they make mistakes in some of the the things that they do uh, like taking down breastfeeding but let somebody leave up you know bullying you know or a hate message or something but it, Facebook is a hot mess. I mean, they do what they do sometimes. I mean sometimes they're going overboard and they're just throwing people in a Facebook jail for I don't even know what. And they're not focusing on the real problems and the hate speech and death threats and all this stuff, but they're throwing people that posted a picture of them dancing in a leotard into the Facebook jail. I don't know what they're looking at, but <laughs> Um, I think that the, they need cyberbullying departments. I think that they should have a whole team that are dedicated to it. It's, it's hard to look at that stuff every day, and, you know, all the time. It's, it's mental health-wise, it's got to take a toll. So you should have a team where different people can maybe, like, rotate so people aren't staring at hate all day because who wants that? Nobody wants that energy um, 24-7. It, it even gets to me sometimes. You know, we're human. It's just something that you have to take a break from at some point. When you look at bullying and and hate and horrible messages all day, um, it's depressing (laughs) because it it causes you anxiety and stress. Um, It's a strain. But so social media needs to do their part uh, as far as online, offline, you know, schools need to do their part. Uh, Parents need to do their part. Uh, Everybody needs to do better. The government is not doing anything about bullying. They, They need to be better, more strict laws. Uh, there's laws different in every state, but I think across the board, they should kind of be the same. I mean, why should they be different? I mean, I think every state should have their laws when it comes to bullying, online and offline. Um, there's too much getting swept under the rug or not taken seriously, and then lives are being lost. And I think that we need to keep having conversations. The conversations are not loud enough. People are focusing on different things, and they're not focusing on the conversations that need to be at the forefront. I try to keep those conversations going personally and, you know, professionally in every way that I can and do my part with other people that I work with and know. Um, But the government really needs to do better. You know, healthcare, mental health, I mean, it starts a lot there, you know, with laws and putting things in place and making sure people have access to things that they don't have access to. And that's a big issue. They're not talking about it either. Even when you watch the debates, it was like it was brought up so they could get votes. Or, it, or somebody brought it up, and it's like, okay, but are you really going to do something about it, or are you just saying, like, you know, like Trump brought that up? Well, there's suicide, and there's this, and it's like, okay, but you haven't done anything about it. You've barely done anything about the pandemic, but you're sitting here, a part of your debate, saying, well, there's all these problems that nobody cares about, and, well, we'll just take lockdowns away, and that'll fix everybody's problems. No, that's not the answer. People have to do something. People have to move their ass and actually do things and put things in place, and they're not doing it. And it's very hard to kind of move forward when our own government and our own systems are working against us. So until something is done there and people, like, really start raising their voices and maybe protesting that or making speeches or we're starting petitions and we're doing more, myself included, and we're trying to get laws put on the table, I mean, they're there. But um, online I just don't think it's strong enough. Like, you look online and people say freedom of speech. I say, no, freedom of speech isn't hate and and racism and homophobia and death threats and cyberbullying and harassment and stalking that's not freedom of speech that's a totally different thing and you know it's just it's not taken seriously enough and it's not it's just if everybody collectively put in effort in this area more rather than it's sporadically being done by this organization or that organization that's just not enough i mean we could do things but we need to take it higher and further maybe i think that's another issue where you know um i I don't know there's just there's so many different ways to go it's just the problem is is that like when our like i said when our own system is working against us when it comes to mental health and social media is not doing much about the bullying issue it, it almost ties our hands unless we all start writing to them tweeting at them putting them on the spot leaving these apps to where they start to see me like if you just got rid of the bullies then you get all the people that are good not doing that stuff back because you're still losing people because then people don't want to be on your platform so wouldn't you rather lose the bullies and keep the people that are not doing that like so, ban IPs. Get up. They need bullying teams where they're, they're doing more, not just going. Hey, we're going to delete that tweet for you or delete that comment. That's great. How about you spend their account for seven days? Fine, that's great. They just go make another one within that seven days, or they wait seven days, and then they have fifteen burner accounts. And, and uh, you know, so make a limit on how many accounts someone could have or should have on every platform. Uh, have a better verification process. Make people use their own picture make people be held accountable for who they are and stand behind their words, rather than hiding in these anonymous accounts and allowing people to have tons of accounts. Limit these things, be more restricting. They're not, they just, you do whatever you want. And then it's like, there's no point in suspending an account when they can come on with that same IP and do it again, ban IPs. These are some of the few things that they can do that they're not doing because they're probably worrying about They're bottom line and making money and losing people on their app, but I don't know, lives are not as important to them, I guess. You know, people's lives. They'd rather just have bullying and people committing suicide or addiction and overdoses than actually address the problem. So there's a lot of different people that are responsible. They need to do something or we need to try to get to do something more than what they're doing when it comes to combating these issues. It's not a simple simple fix. It's not an overnight fix. It's a
0: lot of work. And with our government working against us, with big tech working against us, I'm so, so thankful for people like you and organizations like Bullies Keep Out that are constantly working to help stop cyberbullying, stop bullying and educate people and make these differences. Every small step is still an amazing step forward. And with everyone working against us, these small steps are so incredibly important. And just thank you for what you do.
1: Thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words and, you know, your support. It means a lot to me because without people's support and things like this, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do with keep out. So it's, uh, you know, I, I thank everybody that's, uh, that, that plays a role because everybody plays a role in, in my work.